0: All right, welcome back to the show today. Uh, we have been looking at thestateoftheology.com. This is a brand new survey that Ligonier Ministries just put out this last year, kind of you know testing the theological temperature of not only the, the general population, but also the evangelical church. And if you've missed any of the previous broadcasts, you can just subscribe to The Gospel for Life in your podcast machine, whatever you use. Uh, today, we're looking at uh, statement number 10, the Holy Spirit can tell me to do something which is forbidden in the Bible. So respondents could agree or disagree with that. The Holy Spirit can tell me to do something which is forbidden in the Bible. Is that true?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> you a, sound so definite and in certain. In a word, yes, I am I am quite certain. Uh, no, uh, because uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, God does not change, and God is God. God reveals the truth. God speaks the truth, and and, and God, being God, will be consistent with Himself. Uh, God did not reveal anything in Scripture that God is now going to somehow overrule by some subjective experience in my heart to tell me that that His Word no longer applies that would make God just as fickle and inconsistent as we are. But praise God, uh, God is faithful and uh, faithful to himself, consistent uh, with himself, and and absolute pure in in his goodness and in his mercy. But no, God is not going to tell me something today that contradicts what he's revealed in his word.
2: And I, I'm going to give an example and then I'm going to, move out from there um when i lived in iowa and i know this would not happen in idaho and people wouldn't do this here but this is something that (laughs) did happen in iowa not to be Um, confused with idaho that's right that's right or ohio yeah um there was a, a man who had a wife that had early onset dementia and got to the point where she was put in in a home and then the um the husband started to see somebody else that wasn't his wife. And he said that the Holy Spirit had told him that it was okay to marry this other person, to divorce his his wife, who had onset early dementia, and to marry this this other woman. And so he did. He divorced his wife, married this other woman, and then he and his new wife would go and visit his, his first wife, in the, the home, and she didn't know. She had lost her memory, hmm. um, but had justified all of that because the Holy Spirit had told them that God had led them and said that this is okay. Hmm. Um, so they, if they took this quiz, they would probably say, can the Holy Spirit tell me to do something which is forbidden in the Bible? And, and they would say, well, of course not. But they would justify their behavior and say, but I was led – and so, therefore, what I did must not have been wrong, must not have been forbidden in the Bible. And, and I believe there's just this general confusion, and this is the broader part that I wanted to touch on, on the different wills of God. So this, the will of decree, the, the will of desire, and then there's this, this third will that we've created that isn't part of the Bible, So we've got God's will of decree, what God has said that will definitely come to pass, that what God has ordained, his will of decree. There's God's will of desire, which is those things that he has commanded in his word. He's saying um, this is what God has directed us to, to how to live with regard to commandment. And then we've created as human beings this third will, which is that we're trying to figure out um, where God wants me to go to college, who God wants me to marry, who what, what should I eat for breakfast? What and we've put that in the same category as God's will of decree and will of desire, and we spend our lives trying to figure out what this third will of air quotes will of God is, and then we do that by our feelings. I was I felt led to do this. Right. Which is just quite often, I have to say. Is language that makes me cringe, right? Because that's the language of um, it's definite. How am I um, supposed to, to question? Oh, you were led to do this, and it's oh. not
0: because you're against feelings. No, nope. it's mm. because y- you are concerned with what is the final authority in our lives, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, the you know th- there was a. I don't know if you mentioned it on the air or off the air, but part of this is a, a Gnostic issue. He, he's referencing Phil,
2: which you couldn't Sorry. see him reference.
0: <laughs> yes, I was pointing over to Phil. nas ancient Gnosticism, basically said that there was a secret knowledge that that could be imparted, and if you mm. went to these, you know, higher ups, that you could get this secret knowledge Im, imparted to you. And First John, the letter of First John, addresses this very issue. Yeah, and he says, uh, John the Apostle says in. Um, 1 John 4, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And it immediately begs the question, test the spirits how?
3: Yes, test, yes. test them according to the Word of God. It's like you have to be a Berean. You know, the Bereans actually searched the scriptures to see if what Paul was teaching was true. Yes. And this is what we, this is where we come down to. Russ used that that illustration of the man that divorces his wife because she's got dementia to marry another. But pastors see this all the time. You know, the counseling's come to a point where a man is going to leave his wife, or the wife leave the husband, and they just feel like God is okay with this, and and it goes contrary to God's word. You know, sometimes we we put our. This is really where we're at as a nation too. Our feelings are dictating everything, rather you know the rather than living by a certain truth, by facts. We're living by feelings. And of course, um, the, the Bible doesn't allow us to do that. We recognize certain things are, are sinful or out of God's will, out of his accord. And uh, you know James was dealing with this in the first chapter. He says, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God. Let no one say I was led here by, by God to do this thing that he'd already said uh, not to do, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and He Himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. The desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. And and this is the this is the real question about saying, "Oh, God told me to do that." You know, first of all, you know, smack yourself. You know, um, <laughs> He didn't tell you to do that. You know. You know, wake up here. Um, you know, God, does not, uh, God is not in conflict with God.
1: Yeah, if, if, you are, if you are a biblically grounded Christian, and you love the Lord, and you love God's Word, and you are fully submitted to God's Word, the phrase, and it's so often well-meant, but the phrase, God told me, should make the hair stand up on the back of your neck, um, and, and that's what, frankly, the majority of Americans, something like ninety, over 90% of Americans will tell you they believe in God. But what they believe in is this subjective voice that can be the, the, the voice they hear in their heart or head that can be discerned apart from Scripture. In fact, Scripture gets in the way mm. for them. And they, they believe that the will of God is completely subjectively known and known by my feelings and it always just happens to be lead me in the direction of what I most want. Funny coincidence. And what that is, is a revival of, of ancient Gnosticism going back to the 2nd century, the 3rd century. This was a heresy that the early church dealt with, that we can have a direct channel to God, that we can put aside God's revelation to Israel that's fulfilled in Jesus Christ and the apostolic Mm -hmm. witness to Jesus Christ that we have in the New Testament, all that can be put aside, and we have a direct access to God that bypasses Jesus, that bypasses his apostles. And uh, brothers and sisters, that's not of God, and and it's deadly dangerous. When I was
2: six and a half years ago trying to decide where I and my family would would serve in ministry— I had two calls before me, the one here in Boise and, and one in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Both were Bible-believing, confessional, Reformed churches. Both were positive biblical options. There was not a right choice or a wrong choice. Both were there, and I. The temptation is it's the the easy way out. Is when I accepted a call here to Boise to go back to Kalamazoo and say, well. Boise is where I felt God was leading me. Well, you have to be careful here. Because at the end of the day, what I'm making a choice that does possibly include some feelings, because feelings aren't negative. Right. But I'm trying to ascertain what is best for me, for the, the churches, for all of these things. And I'm a, a, a human being that can make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, And so for me to try to say, oh, no, I definitively know that the spirit told me to go. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
2: Well, unless I had a dream or a vision or a direct word, like audible word from God, I have to, to couch my language and say, no, after considering all of the options, this is where I believe I ought to go. Well, think about the
0: chaos that ensues if we choose to use that language. What if the brothers over in Michigan said, Well, we feel like the Lord is telling you to come here. Now, all of a sudden, we have the Lord giving conflicting Mm -hmm. uh, decisions on the same issue.
3: Right. I think that we have to realize that there are a lot of right choices that Mm -hmm. people can make. That you know, this is, you know, we're not in this question, though, we're talking about, you know, a a wrong choice, Mm -hmm. you know, outside of that wrong choice, God has given us liberty of choices and those, that liberty of choices is not restricted by a lot of things, you know, like there's, you know, a lot of people think there's only one particular person that they can marry. Well, wait a minute, that's not true. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, there are some requirements there to marry in the Lord. Well, that leaves a, that leaves a lot of possibility there according to your own feelings you know, the, for a different individual. And like, wisdom, and, and, wisdom counsel and counsel. And wisdom yeah. and counsel and mm-hmm. all those things. So right choices, I have a lot of options. A wrong choice is a wrong choice regardless, and the Holy Spirit didn't tell you to do that.
2: And nope. the bottom line is, it's a cop-out and it's lazy to, to say this is what the Spirit directed. The reality is we're commanded to be in God's Word, sitting at the feet of Jesus, abiding, and knowing the will of God because we've read the will of God as the Spirit informs and instructs. Amen. Well, you've been listening to
0: the Gospel for Life. We will see you next time.